Welcome to the Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. I'm temporarily interrupting my Indigenous Voices series to bring you this short and hopefully sweet episode. And this one came to me last minute and I wanted to push something out and I don't have my next installment of the Indigenous Voices series, but I wanted to share something. And as with anything that I share on social media or talk about on here, it's not usually necessarily something that I'm currently experiencing or going through. I usually just kind of tap into my intuition, what I feel like people need to hear, and it never fails me. It's the coolest thing. And so today, same thing. I was driving home. I had to go get a COVID test because I'm going to Hawaii so excited and I was thinking about how I really wanted to push out an episode before I leave and so I did my thing kind of prayed I guess you could call it um kind of just sought guidance and inspiration what do people need to hear and clear as daylight came through the word divorce and that really threw me at first because I really have no personal experience with divorce and I sat with them for a minute and it kept coming through divorce, 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 there's nothing else. And then I just kind of had this feeling like, just sit with it a minute. Like, you'll see why it'll make sense. And so I did. And it did. It started to make sense. And I started to formulate some thoughts and some maybe, I guess, food for thought that would maybe resonate with some of you. And this applies to all of us. It's not just for those of you who have experienced divorce in your youth or now. This is for people like me who have no personal experience with divorce, only like secondary experience or supporting friends who are going through divorce. But this isn't just marital divorce per se. So we're widening the reach and this will extend to, you'll see, pretty much everything and everyone. And divorce is hard, I can imagine. Again, this is me just empathizing because I've never experienced it firsthand and discombobulating maybe um I, and debilitating too depending on the experience and the dynamics involved in it and the people involved in it and all the ingredients in that mix and there's a lot that goes into it and people are messy and human and complicated and typically it's not just straightforward just it's this person's fault it's his fault it's her fault there are a lot of contributing factors right and we might not even recognize those contributing factors, especially if we have blind spots or insecurities that maybe we're not aware of that are driving our emotions or our thoughts or our actions. And maybe you were a fantastic fit earlier and now you've just grown apart and your paths have diverged. And what I really want to imbue this whole episode with is an elimination of shame. I really want to take that away from people. I don't want people to feel shame if they go through divorce. I know often, and no knock on religion, this isn't that kind of conversation, but I know it's easy to feel judged from religion and religion can often come right out and say, 
you're damned if you get a divorce. That's awful. It's awful in God's eyes. And I don't want to speak against anybody's religion. I also just want people to give themselves grace and love and to understand relationships ending is a natural part of life. And that includes marriages. And you're a person too. And I'm confining this little portion right now to marital divorce, but we'll talk about other kinds of divorce in a bit. But I just want people to, again, like I said, give themselves grace and understanding and love throughout all of this and to know that you deserve happiness too. And that's complex. And that involves giving yourself love, tough love, boundaries. I mean, love is love, but there's more to it than just sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, right? It's also owning yourself and loving yourself and others enough to take responsibility for your thoughts, words, and actions and doing that shadow work and digging deeply and seeing how you're showing up in the world. We all have blind spots and part of being human is going through life and recognizing those and identifying those and that comes from seeking support from others who who know you and can lovingly share those their insight with you on your blind spots digging deeply into your own tuition and yourself facing your feelings your emotions working through it with a licensed therapist or another trusted individual it's an ongoing process too and i gosh i'd like to think i'm a pretty self-aware person and i'm 34 and i'm still seeing blind spots or having aha moments and realizations and oh my gosh i can't believe that didn't dawn on me before and it's just part of it so again give yourself grace with that don't let yourself off the hook because it's one thing to give yourself grace and enable your blind spots by just not facing them i know trauma can lead us to not face it and again there's no right way to do this but i think the bottom line is to just keep going forward the best that you can and you'll regress and healing isn't linear and life isn't linear and it's all over the place but to just keep showing up with love for yourself and for others as hippie as that sounds it's the truth right and that involves tough love and just always trying to own your actions and your words and your thoughts and I think that's what's most important and with that just comes showing up for yourself and for others okay so I have some suggested questions let's say that you are Again, maybe let's stick with marital divorce here for a minute and then we can get into how it applies to other things. Or maybe actually I will say how this can apply to more than just marital divorce. Maybe this is a friendship that you're considering pulling back from. Maybe this is a habit or a practice that you have. Maybe it's a religion. Maybe it is a job. Maybe it's, yeah, just a thought pattern that you find yourself cycling, looping in. And so some questions. I mean, this really definitely applies to if you're considering getting a divorce from a person, but here are some questions that you can ask yourself to kind of work through it. And again, I am not a licensed therapist, but here's my thought on it and some guidance that I guess I can offer. Okay, so series of questions. One, how or am I contributing to the issues, issue or issues? What's getting you down? So maybe you're enabling the behavior that you don't like. Maybe you're exacerbating it. Maybe you're even causing it. Tough love, right? Maybe you're instigating it. Maybe you're not asserting your boundaries. Maybe you're self-abandoning yourself. That's redundant. Maybe you're abandoning, abandoning yourself. And I've done that in relationships where from codependency, I 
derive such value and worth from being needed and being necessary and from fixing people. And I never felt comfortable asserting my own needs and my wants. And that's part of it. You have to know that every single human has needs and wants, even if you're the most laid back, easygoing person. And that's important. And that doesn't make you demanding or needy. You can, it's not mutually exclusive and you can still be a considerate, caring, loving individual. And again, this is where the self-work and the shadow work and all of that comes in because then that's where you can truly balance between giving and taking. Because some people think that they're just a giver and they never take, but I mean, be honest with yourself. Are you really only giving? I actually did a really interesting poll a while ago on Instagram and I polled people. I think I led with, do you consider yourself a giver or a taker? And then 80% consider themselves givers. And then I followed that up with, do you consider others a giver or a taker? And then it was 80% considered others takers. So the math doesn't add up there, right? Something's not jiving. So that's where the self-honesty comes in. And maybe you are mainly a giver, but still, it's that's where it's important to identify those blind spots. And okay, where where am I being codependent? Where am I actually taking because I'm not asserting my boundaries? And that's actually a way that it can happen. If you're not owning yourself and you're not asserting your needs and your wants, you're actually sucking energy from an interaction or exchange or a partnership or an experience or a job or whatever it is. And so that's where owning yourself really comes into play. Okay, so we talked about codependency that could be contributing to the issues. Insecurities, projections, are you projecting? Because usually what we don't like in someone else is what we don't like in ourselves or what we accuse someone else of doing is something that we have done or know that we're capable of doing. And this isn't always the case with infidelity. That is a loaded issue, right? And I mean, especially if there's a history of infidelity and infidelity isn't just physical. So it can be emotional as well. And so that's something to keep in mind too. And that really will taint often our lens and how we see subsequent issues and dynamics in the relationship, right? So if our partners cheated on us in the past, then we're more suspicious often, we're more fearful, we're more grounded in fear and insecurity. And so it's really learning to kind of see things clearly. And that really comes from self-work and from a trusted individual's guidance. And that just takes a lot of self-work. And so that leads us to Question number two, what self-work can I do? Can I work on my communication? Am I not expressing myself clearly enough? Can I work on my lack of boundaries, my codependency, my silence? Am I not speaking up? Am I being too vocal, not vocal enough? And these are all subjective, right? I mean, there's no just set of guidelines, I guess I should say, of how vocal or how silent you should be in a relationship. But just think about that and think about what you can do on your end to clean up your side of the street, to contribute to a healthy relationship. And if it's just something that you're considering divorcing from is in like a toxic habit, maybe do some self-work to figure out why you're relying on that and gravitating toward that toxic habit. Why does it have its hold on you? What are you running from? And I just listened to, or I just read Pima Chodron's book, When Things Fall Apart, and she just really consolidated it nicely. Things I had heard before 
but I love how she just really advocated for sitting in silence and facing up to your emotions and discomforts. And we just find, I often find myself and especially others in this and others in the society too, where we're always looking for a distraction. And I find that because I'm trying to escape from the moment, from the discomfort of the moment, whether it's waiting in line, where I will be watching a TV show. And part of this is my ADHD, but also just always needing to be stimulated, 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 or if something's uncomfortable or a thought comes up that's uncomfortable. As I feel well-versed and good I am at facing up to those uncomfortable emotions, still, I still find myself trying to distract myself. And so looping back to the point that I'm making here is really checking in with yourself and facing your uncomfortable emotions and your uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable truths and not escaping. And meditation is a great tool for this and sitting in silence, journaling, forcing you to reckon with what's going on internally, what thoughts and feelings in your body you're experiencing. And this really helps you tap in and drill down into what really is at the root of your issues and what's going on and how you're responding to the world around you, to the issue you're having with your partner or yourself or whatever. And that comes through silence. That doesn't come through distraction. And so that's a good place to start if you're not sure where to start to do self-work is to just get silent and honest with yourself. And let's say that you do that and the problem still exists. I mean, you can do all the self-work in the world, but you can't change someone else and that's just the reality of it. So ask yourself, what can I accept? What can I make peace with? And what is a deal breaker? And again, this goes for yourself or this goes for others. This goes for, I mean, this goes for a marital relationship. This goes for a friendship. This goes for maybe a habit that you're doing or a practice or a job or whatever it is. What am I willing to put up with? What's okay? What can I adapt to and make peace with? And what is non-negotiable and I just can't get on board with and that's a good place to really 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 get brutally honest with yourself and it might seem daunting at first and I understand especially if there are other people that are affected by this decision as there almost always are right especially with kids that's harder if it's a a friend in a really tight friend group that's tough too or it's the friend group in general that's hard but when you take care of yourself and you act from love and stability and honesty, things fall into place. They just do. So you got to take care of yourself. Nobody else will, right? Doesn't mean that you need to disregard people and not consider people, but you also need to fill your cup and you can't pour from an unfilled cup. And that's when resentments come up and then that just taints and sours everything anyways and poisons the relationship and whatever else. So it's important to make sure that you are doing right by yourself too with the tough love for yourself, but doing right by yourself. And in a perfect world, it might seem like our relationships would last forever, especially marriages, right? It might seem ideal if they just were eternal, but they aren't. And maybe, maybe you needed to marry that person and fully commit in that particular way for that life experience or perhaps life lesson to take full effect. Maybe that's why it needed to go down that way. Maybe you wouldn't have learned the full lesson if you hadn't committed legally to that person in the eyes of religion or the law or whatever. And maybe consider how a divorce would serve you or others. How could this be a good thing, actually? How could this be for the highest good, for the ultimate good, for everybody? Let's say that you're a parent and you are just constantly fighting with your spouse 
to no end and just nothing seems to make it better. You've both tried, you've invested so much time and effort, whether it's on both sides or just one side and it's just not getting better. Or you've just, there's no fighting, there's just indifference. Or you care about each other, but there's just no attraction there anymore and it just is what it is and you've tried. That is going to affect your kids, right? It will. And let's say you're in an abusive relationship and how you handle that and stand up to that abuse and draw those lines and those boundaries will speak volumes to your kids. What you do says more than what you say. So you can preach them all day long about standing up for yourself and defending yourself and having boundaries. But if you're not honoring and respecting yourself, it's gonna negate any of the teachings that you tell them. And so how you let others treat you and how you treat others in relationship to will really, really shape how your kids have their own relationships and what they, how they treat their partners and people around them and the behavior that you model is more powerful than anything else. So something to keep in mind. And you're a human too, first and foremost, before you were a wife or a husband, before you were a mother or a father, before you were an employee, before any of that, you're a human and you deserve to be happy too. You deserve love and you deserve to give love too. So that's something to keep in mind too. And like I said, this isn't just for marital marital divorce. This is divorce from toxic people or thought patterns or habits. So here's an idea. This might sound a little out there, but do it in private if you feel a little weird about it. But this is just an idea. And I think that rituals, no matter how big or small or formal or informal, can really ground you and really amplify whatever you're doing. So maybe do a divorce ritual for yourself, even if it's not official or formal or whatever. Let's say that you're divorcing yourself from a habit or even you don't have to tell the person that you're necessarily divorcing from them if it's like a friend or whatever but just do it for yourself maybe you're obsessing over a worry or something and so you're divorcing from that so drop papers and everything do it in your journal do it however you want to do it and then you can even burn it later like in a bonfire or something that's such a good energetic way to release it that's a hippie way to do it (laughs) but it really even if you're not into all that woo-woo stuff. It's such a physical way to release it and it changes the energy and it just is something solid that you can do and tangible that you can do. So write up those divorce papers, write exactly what you're divorcing from, what you're stopping, what you're ending. Declare your conscious uncoupling as Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin would say. And then let that be that and move on. And let's say that you're divorcing yourself from a toxic person or toxic people. I know judging people as toxic can be tricky and a slippery slope. We all have the capacity to to be toxic ourselves. None of us are perfect. And sometimes we're the toxic one in the relationship. And so asking yourself, like that first question that I suggested, asking yourself is why that's so important. How am I contributing to the issue? By my actions, my silence, my lack of boundaries, my aggression, my codependency, etc. Whatever it may be, that's why it's so important to start with you. And there are steps you can take before jumping to a divorce. Sometimes boundaries and clarity are enough to salvage the relationship between you and your partner, between you and a friend or a habit or a whatever, an obsession, whatever. And divorce doesn't have to automatically be accompanied by hate or bitterness. It can be amicable. It can be a sense of relief or release. 
the end of an old cycle and the beginning of a new one, the beginning of a new era. And there, I really truly believe in the power of framing situations. Framework is so important and how you frame it in your mind and how you make sense of it can really invigorate you and give you a sense of power and a sense of strength and a sense of empowerment. So this is you taking ownership of your life. This is you doing your future self solid. This is you taking control of your life and doing what you can for your highest good and for everyone else's highest good because there is a ripple effect of how you take care of yourself. And so this is you taking care of yourself. I hope this resonated. If it didn't, still, thank you for listening. I love you all.